Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Great. So the topic today is um, awakening through listening. And uh, maybe you already had a little listening meditation. I don't know if it was just me, but the waterfall started making a second sound Mm -hmm. after a while. Did anyone notice that? Mm -hmm. It was like waterfall, and then it was like this other thing (laughs) going on, yeah? Mm -hmm. Anyone else other than Bonnie notice that? Or just... It started louder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, How many of you have been meditating, and then all of a sudden there's an annoying sound? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> arises yeah everyone yeah and the interesting thing to note about that is that annoying sounds are in the moment and they can keep us in the moment and then once the annoying sound goes away sometimes then we just get lost in thought <laughs> yeah and then we just drift away so in group meditations I had this one participant in a retreat, and somebody had a coughing attack. Like during actually, it was a longer session, and and she was like, "Oh, thank goodness he had a coughing attack," because my mind was wandering like crazy. <laughs> and so every time somebody like coughs or sneezes or moves, she was saying she's so grateful because it brings her back to the session. So it's type of listening to bring us back to the moment. And of course, the annoying part is this judgment, of course, you know. So sound is just energy without a label. If somebody is cursing to cursing at us, but in a different language, we don't take offense. Because <laughs> we don't know. See the same sound, no judgment. If somebody is cursing at us in a language that we know all of a sudden judgment same sound what's the difference yeah you know our mind it's a difference but I want to talk a little bit today about deeper listening very deep listening (laughs) how can we listen on a very uh even non-physical level, like non-physical listening. On a relative level, I think we're having a difficult time listening because we have so much information to process that um, there's so much coming at us from different angles that we really have a hard time to listen to the point where it becomes empathic. So with groups of people, let's say social media, there's a lot of people speaking They want to be heard. Let's say the NFL player is taking a knee. They're talking. They're speaking. They want to be heard. Can we listen? Can we listen to the point of we could feel, we could feel something? And again, non-physical, like non-conceptual. Can we really feel something? Like the Me Too campaign 
right, about sexual abuse. People are, are talking, are really, really listening on a deeper level, non-conceptual level, until we feel this something, yeah? It's interconnectedness. Especially people that we disagree with. You know, if Donald Trump got elected, people were speaking, they were talking. That's, that's something that's being spoken about where we're at. That's, that Donald Trump, wherever you, whatever you think of him, but he got elected. <coughs> people are talking. You know, can we listen? Non-conceptually, really deeply listen. Until we could feel. What is this? But we have so much coming, and I think it's very difficult because the opinions get in the way of really true listening, this really deep listening. You know, there's a type of listening where, let's take a, a deer. Without the mom showing a deer what to eat, the deer knows what to eat. very, very deeply. Like birds know how to migrate. How do they know? Like what are they listening to within them? And in a spiritual sense, like we're being called home every moment, like we're being called home, but can we listen? You know, there's so much static. And maybe the tools are not there. We're not really taught how to listen profoundly, really, really deeply. You know, we're listening with our ears. <laughs> we listen with our, our judging mind. We listen with our comparing mind. You know, as I'm speaking here, it's only natural, right? As, as anyone speaks, the comparing mind is, this resonates with me. This is BS. This I like. Casey's a little bit crazy here. Whatever. Yeah. So this is how we listen, but we don't listen with complete openness. Complete don't know mind. And so this is what I want to dive into today. Like how do we listen as if we don't know? And so I'm going to share um, a little bit about how I learned to really listen, and I never shared this before, and I know I love this group because we can, um, we can talk about all sorts of stuff, but <laughs> so maybe you think, oh, Casey's a little bit crazy today, but that's okay. Um, but I wanted to share this today because, um, for one, it's true, and I was trying to think about how, how do we get to this place, and we're going to do a practice too together. And I couldn't come, up, couldn't come up with another way to do it other than to share this and to practice um, a certain technique. And also too, I remember you know, sitting at the retreat centers and, and listening to the lamas. And the Tibetan lamas, you know, they take a vow that they cannot share their realizations because if they do, they're breaking a vow. So the non-material plane, they rarely ever speak about. And I was always hoping, like, man, I wish they would get in some other stuff, you know, but they can't. They can't. And um, so we'll dive in, into a little bit today. So 
When I was much younger, um, I was studying the work of an 18th century yogi named Swami Pantadasi. And he was this amazing yogi, and he left very detailed instructions. And I also had a Dharma brother at the time. Well, he's still my Dharma brother. He's really like a true brother. We grew up together. And he was game for anything. Any crazy thing I came up with, hey, you want to try this? He'd be ready to go. So I asked him to come over one day because there was this game that Swami Panchadasi used to play. It's called the Willing Game. And the Willing Game, maybe some of you have played this game, I don't know. But it starts out with you hold your friend's hand. You hold your friend's hand and you will them to a direction of the room. And you do this non-verbally. Non-verbally. And you do it by very simple, very distinct, very powerful direction. And it's very, very simple direction like step forward, step forward, step forward. And when you're doing it, you're not doing it just with your thoughts. You're doing it with your entire being. You're willing them emotionally, like everything you have. You're asking them to do these simple commands. And then it's like, go right, go left. All nonverbal. Yeah? And non-gestural. You're not doing Yeah, you're not, you're not guiding them in any way. Mm-hmm. So I did this with my friend. And I couldn't believe it, but he goes exactly where I asked him to go. Non-verbally. And so I tell him, I say, this is where I want you to go. And he's like, oh, really? I said, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. My buddy's really nonchalant. He's like very <laughs> mellow dude. So then he, we switch. So now he's guiding me. And he guides me to my guitar in the corner of the room. And I reach out and I touch my guitar. He flips out. He totally flips out. <laughs> He's like, that's what I wanted you to do. That's what I wanted you to do. And I said, I know, because I just did it to you. <laughs> and that's right where I wanted you to go. He's like, that's exactly where I wanted you to go. So we kept going. There was different levels to the willing game. So first you do with just directions of the room. Just directions. And then you start getting um, smaller and smaller objects. So you get really detailed on where you want them to go. So we practice this a lot. This became a very fun game for us. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where it was quite easy for us to guide us or each other into a part of the room. And then even into a bookcase where we could select a certain book. Very, quite easily, actually. And then, when you get more advanced in this um, technique, you stop physical touch altogether. Theoretically, at that point, you could be on the other side of the world, it wouldn't matter, yeah? Because now we're on the etheric plane, it doesn't matter anymore. So, we started doing it like this, and what happened was, I was doing this one time, and we got the very small objects. And you actually start to go to hidden objects at some point. You start hiding stuff. <clears throat> so I sat up one time. And I just 
remained open. And I got a flash, just a flash. It was, a, it was an image. And I had a meditation area in my room, and I had a, my little mat. And it was me lifting up the mat and reaching in and grabbing something. And so I just walked over there and reached up the mat and grabbed it. And he had left a little coin there. And that was it. That was where he was directing me. So we just skipped all the steps <laughs> of go this, go there. Yeah? Okay, Casey's officially crazy. <laughs> but it's true. So there's a few important pieces to take away. First, there is a giver and a receiver. Like there's a sender and a receiver. And there's some really important lessons that we learned from doing this practice. The most important, pra the most important piece, which I'll get to in a moment, but is, is loving kindness. Well, I'll get to it right now. Because we learned in a very powerful way the power of thoughts. Like we directed each other around the room with our thoughts. Which is nuts. You know, and when you, the mental atmosphere, the mind chitta, like this is the mind stuff, you know, like our mind, ha in, in like the Hindus call it mind chitta. This is your mind stuff. It can be influenced very easily. Yeah. And what we mentally broadcast to each other is felt very tangibly by each other. If, if, you, if you think that you can think of somebody in an unkind way and it doesn't make a difference, you know, this is very, very wrong view. We have to think lovingly all the time because it's very real, it's very tangible, yeah? So we learn this and we've, I'm getting emotional now because it's like, wow, can you imagine like all the things that we thought about others? Like we have to think in very pure terms. So the first, the first thing is loving kindness. You know, and we, I used to teach privately and at some rare times I would actually do this with, with clients. And I would do it with people having problems in the relationship and we would actually do this practice. And I did it with, with one woman. She's having a very difficult time in a relationship and she said, you know, on the way home, for 45 minutes on my commute home, I'm already going through my head how horrible it's going to be when I get home. And I realize that I'm literally programming my husband to act a certain way when I get home. And guess what he does when I get home? He acts exactly as I've been programming him to do for 45 minutes. Yeah? So, and, and we do this with our, each other all the time. And with ourselves, our negative self-critic, you know? How are we talking to ourselves? Because we're listening. Our bodies are listening. We're acting it out. The second piece is deep listening. When you are the receiver 
it's incredible because you don't know anything. You have to completely open yourself up to don't know mind. It's nonverbal. So it's quite interesting why you move. Let's say if somebody is sending you these, these instructions, you, you move intuitively because you, you move out of a place that is undescribable because this one feels a little bit easier. This one direction. Remember, it's 360 degrees when we're directing each other around the room. It's improbable. 360 degrees here, 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 here. If you did the statistics on it, it's impossible, right? But every single moment, you can go anywhere. Someone's telling you, sometimes you make a wrong step, so they're going to tell you to back up, or this, this way, this way, or move your arm this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. But you're completely open. You're completely open. It's true listening. True listening. without any perceived idea. And if you have an idea, one thing that would get us caught all the time would be, okay, he already sent me over here and over here. I must be going over there. <laughs> you know? Come on up. So, that would be the death to the... <laughs> to the practice like once you had a preconceived idea of where you thought you were going so you have to throw all concept out you know oh yeah there's you good all right I'm curious what happened with your, your client. Did you like give her some tools to think of something different on her commute and did it have a different effect on her husband and her relationship? I, I don't think I didn't need to. Like once she once she felt that for herself, um, as far as not doing that anymore. Um, they're still together, which is a big deal. But I don't know exactly. Yeah. Um So I want to do I want to do a practice. Um, we're not we can't do that practice, but we're gonna do a we, we're gonna do a similar practice. There's too many of us. Um, but it's very similar, and and this one is is a practice that we used to do with Master Choa Koksui, which um, I happened to connect with kind of soon after after that, and he would do this with us, um, and it's really the same thing, and maybe. Maybe some of you have done this practice. So you're going to partner up uh, with somebody. And one of you, the person with the shortest hair, is going to start <laughs> as the sender. The, the person with the shortest hair will start as the sender. And the sender is going to tell this person non-verbally, a hope or a concern, either one, something charged, something charged. 
don't take your most emotional thing because we might be sharing this or whatever, right? Or you're gonna you're gonna share it with them at least verbally afterward, right? So that both are concerned out of your own experience. Yeah, okay. that you have within you something charged, like I really hope I get this job, or or I go on this vacation or something, or a concern, you know, it could be a concern. I'm concerned about my mother's health or something like that, yeah. And you're going to send them through images, through thoughts, through emotion, just not through words, yeah? If you're the, you're the receiver, you're just going to be open. Just be open. Now, you have to be fearless. And... Just say, you're not going to get, it's not about getting it right. <clears throat> yeah? It's fearless. Then when we're done, let me give you a few minutes to do that. The receiver is going to tell back what they got. Whatever you feel. It could be a feeling. It could be an image could be anything. And don't care about getting it right. Again, just receive. It doesn't need to be like, oh, yeah, this, you just picked up on it. It's not about that. It doesn't matter. You just give back. Okay? And then, and then we're going to switch. So, try to give ourselves as much, as much space as we can. So, you're just going to pick, oh, yeah, this is important. If you came with somebody, don't do it with them. Pick someone you don't know so well. Yeah? Because this will be less of conceptualizing. Yeah? So pick someone hopefully you don't know really at all. Yes, question? When you started describing this, you were actually holding hands. So could you be clear, are we supposed to touch the other person in any no. way or look at the other person? No, you could just close your eyes. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, and you don't need to touch. I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out what I would focus on. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> but really, I am. Okay, you could pick something that you're excited about. I know you're excited about your work that you do. <laughs> True. Uh, else now you're really like not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be something you're, you're excited about in your in your life. Um, it could be, yeah, a, a hope, a dream, a, a concern, something that's your charge, something, um, a hobby that you that you enjoy, um, that you that has some excitement behind it. Um, Anything like that. Is it easier to broadcast positive or negative? Like a concern would be, I think, of kind of averse. Or, or something positive like, ah, I'm excited about. Do you, have you found any difference? Did you then find a difference in um, transmission? No. No, we used to do this quite a bit with Master Cho's group. And... Um, no. In, and it's a meditation. It, 
for both of us, like on both sides, because the sender has to be very concentrated. Yeah, and put a lot of mental effort and focus. Because if we did this for three minutes, it's a three-minute meditation, and that's going to be hard to sustain because your mind's going to want to wander. And you're going to be like, okay, I'm done. I already sent them. Do you get it or whatever? You know? But it's not done. Not until I ring the bell. You just keep going. Are you sending the same picture over and over and over? Or are you letting the picture kind of tell a story? Like, is the picture moving and telling I want to do too much. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do a picture, you know, a thought, an emotion, but don't do too much. Don't go on and on. Just keep trying to send that same. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are more visual. Visual. Some are more emotional. Yeah. Okay. Are we having fun? Are we ready to go? There's a lot of apprehension in the room. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited. Okay. All right, so we're going to pair up. If somebody doesn't have a partner, come to me. Okay, so just turn towards somebody that you don't know. If we're not even.
receivers. <laughs> um, in a nice soft voice, um, you could relay back to the center, whatever you, whatever came to you, in whatever form, visually, emotionally, how you felt, what you thought. Okay. So just finishing up that piece and we're going to switch. And of course allowing that momentum to now the agitation of kind of talking and the mental agitation of talking and, and all that. Allowing that to subside. The receiver throwing out expectation, throwing out right and wrong, moving into trust and confidence. Moving into a sense of ease. Sender accessing strength and concentration. Remember to send with the entirety of your being. Send with your spirit, with your heart, with your mind.
I'll say it was re it was really hard to maintain the concentration as a transmitter. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just to stay on it, stay on it. And then I had like, well, uh, three things I transmitted, kind mm -hmm. of, all within the same, you know, category. But And then it was interesting that the image uh, that I was trying to transmit, I kind of started to lose it. I had to kind of really bring it back and transmit that. It was, mm -hmm. it was a challenge. Yeah, it's really challenging. I think we both started pretty pessimistic about whether it was going to work. Yeah. And I think we were pretty shocked at our results. I was sending like a picture and emotions, and she picked up like kind of on both. And she mm -hmm. was sending pretty much just emotion. I was trying so hard to get a picture, but I was like, I didn't get a picture. I just felt this. And she's like, that's what I was sending. <laughs> so now we're both like, oh my God, we have to be really careful about what we think like, after we leave here. Was, yeah. I think we're just both a little shocked at how well that worked. So that yeah. was pretty cool. How many people were shocked how well it worked? Not shocked. But, <laughs> yeah. But it worked, yeah. But, yeah. Casey, I have a question for you. Do you feel like with, you have that buddy that you do it with often, like you, you got into a practice with them. Yeah. Do you feel that um, that also makes a significant difference, like having that? Because there's like, my dad usually comes with me, Mark, who's here, and like they're there, we like freak each out, each other out all the time with like I get flashes of images of him mm -hmm. doing something, and I'll call him immediately, and he's like, I just was thinking about you, or we, but it's like that one specific person you have this like, it's just something else going on, like there's something kind of trans, Absolutely. transcended to it. Absolutely. Um, so I wonder if you and your and your friend that that is something that also was through practice or also just like a an intuitive connection you have yeah there's definitely people in our lives that that are like that you know once we started doing this I started to grab people anyone that I could to say hey do this with me <laughs> and so I took my dad my dad came here one time if you remember my dad's a man's man he's like the not uh, someone you look at and say oh, that dude's a meditator um, or anything uh, construction guy motorcycle guy and um, he would do it just fine. He got him to wander around the room and, <laughs> and all that stuff. But, um, and, and I'll say this because we're kind of running out of time, um, has nothing to do with the practice. Like, this practice is not about this practice. <laughs> it's about listening. It's about what we're missing non-verbally, right? It's about coming home to yourself. Yourself, the universe, like this whole thing, is talking to us. It's speaking to us. Like, like the birds migrating. Like we're migrating back home to ourselves. But if we're, if we're channeled out here chasing samsara, chasing desire, chasing craving, chasing this, we're not listening. How can we come home? Even teachings, following teachings, teachers, books, all that outward stuff. It's not it. Right? This is it. Listen, in meditation, we're listening. The technique is a means to an end. The technique is there to be dropped. Drop the technique. Listen like this. Remember how you were listening and you didn't know? Just now. You're on the ascent. You're just like that. 
you are awake. You're present and you're aware. You're not meditating, but you are not distracted. Right? You're just there. This is the quality of awareness that we want to keep. Not striving. There's nobody to strive for it, like when you're listening like this. You know, you're not trying to get anything or strive for anything. You're just open, just like that. Resting like that, we're, we, we're missing this. I'm missing this. Like our society is missing this. It doesn't give us an opportunity just to be like that. You know? So the, the practice is to practice this with yourself. You know, this is not about the cities, like the powers, clairvoyance, telepathy, all that stuff. It has nothing to do with that. And that's one reason why, like, I, I've never shared this, because people get caught up, like, oh, we'll do, like, telepathy practice. Like, who cares about telepathy practice? <laughs> we care about love. We care about that. And we care about deep wisdom. We care about insights into truth. This is what we care about. Yeah? And this is one way that we could, we could access that. We can access this very deeply, just being, and allowing, and allowing, allowing it to come, allowing these insights to come. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm getting this feeling, like when we were in this um, together, like it was a safe space, and she was sending out kind of these beautiful images of love, and... Um, it was easy to re- not easy, but like I was open to it. But it's like step out of this door, you know, this person walking down the street. It seems like a lot to be open to that out in the world, kind of the unknown. Like what are what are they going to be sending if I'm this open? Everything is met within within us. Like what what is what is this everything meeting? You know, is it meeting with fear? Is it, you know? That's ours. There's nothing out there. No one can give us anything. Like, what's inside? Yeah? What are you fearing? Does a thought have teeth? (laughs) Who gives it teeth? Does an emotion have teeth? Can emotion kill you? But it could feel like it. <laughs> yeah. So these are the things. Is that what is the external meeting here? Yeah. If a saint is walking down the street, is a saint saying, "Oh, watch out! Don't have negative energy around me." <laughs> you know. Oh, that's a that's a you know psychic sucker over there. They're just downer. Like, don't, I'm not going to get around them. They just suck my life force right out. No. A sage is saying, "Come here. You're suffering. Let me love you." Right? It's meeting love with that deep love within them. This is not a place to fear outside these walls. There's nothing to fear outside. Yeah? If we meet everything with loving kindness and compassion, we don't need to put up like psychic shields and all this stuff because we are the psychic shield. Our love is a psychic shield. Yeah? Like when we, when we embody love, like this is our psychic shield because everything that's met, it comes in through there. Yeah? Like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we're almost done. Just time-wise, I want to respect it. I just was during the process where um, she was transmitting 
<coughs> I felt like it went dark for a while, and then I was thinking about, I mean, I was trying to figure out why I didn't see anything, you know, and then I started thinking that maybe that was because I was trying to figure out why I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got to at the end. I was like, I'm trying to see something, and maybe I should just switch to receiving. No. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. This is the pra- the practice part, and we get better at this part. We get practice of just trusting. We practice. We practice. Oh yeah, just being. Like a lot of this practice, um, I know in my life, I have in my practice of twenty something years. You know, I have very little realizations. The only thing that's ever happened to me during this time really is the removal of doubt. That's pretty much it. Like if I give anything to my teachers, they just <coughs> have removed doubt. And that's a beautiful place to be, you know, just when we doubt our own essence, like we doubt our own um, perfection of imperfection, you know. And so this is huge. Like I talk about the receiving, it's really fearful. Like, oh my God, am I going to get it right? I'm not going to know anything. Like throwing all that out and just trusting. It's like this beautiful place to be, you know. Yeah. Thank you all very much for playing along. (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome. Really, really awesome. Thank you. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.